Welcome to the Independent Oxford podcast, sponsored by Story94. I'm Anna, and along with my indie partner, Rosie, we run Independent Oxford, which is a community that supports and champions indie businesses in Oxfordshire. In this series, I'll be guiding you through some of Oxfordshire's best indie journeys, and I hope you'll join me for the ride. Hello, and welcome to this edition of the Independent Oxford podcast. Today, I am joined by Alessandro of Yoga Venue. Hello, Alessandro. Hello, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. So... Tell you what, let's start off by finding out a bit more about Yoga Venue and what you guys do. Well, (laughs) Yoga Venue is all in the name. We've been around 10 years and uh, we teach yoga, essentially. We do some other um, aspects of movement, but mostly we're we're purist yogis. Um, We started off because uh, we couldn't find a yoga studio in Oxford that did hot yoga. And so we were commuting back and forwards to London, which seemed ridiculous. Gosh, I know, yeah. to go to a hot yoga class. And in the end, um, we decided that the next phase of our existence should be trying to create a yoga studio. And that's what we did. So yes, 10 years later, one year of lockdown, oh, COVID, we're still here. Which is great. That's what it's we want. A big, uh, it's, <laughs> yes, it's not been easy, as many people have found. But yeah, we're still here. And that's great. That is great. And so... You, know, you set up your own business 10 years ago. What kind of visions did you have for it when you started out? Obviously, to practice your own hot yoga in your own studio, great. But what what was the idea behind it? Yes, you think you set up a yoga studio to practice yourself, but you find quite soon afterwards that there's so much to do that you don't always practice as much as you'd like to. But that's a separate, that's a separate thing. It was really um, bringing yoga to Oxford in the way that we saw it and that was about a studio where you had a self-contained purpose-built place to do yoga and there were other yogas there was quite a bit of yoga in Oxford but not in a purpose-built place so that was our essential form if you like of what we wanted to do and and to bring the hot yoga in particular and that's what Caroline my wife who uh, really started she's the genius behind yoga venue I, I just okay. teach some yoga but she's the genius um, and it was her love and she's a hot yoga teacher and um, we, we came from London to Oxford for my work at the time which was in forestry and uh, she wanted to be able to bring that to Oxford so it's about the hot yoga bringing it but we had space for two studios so we had a hot yoga studio and then a not heated studio as well and it seemed that people were interested in both, which we didn't quite know at the time. So it's fantastic. Okay, so that brings up two questions for me. One about hot yoga, which I've done once, which was mm-hmm. interesting. Two, forestry. How on earth forestry <gasps> into yoga? How did that work? Forestry and sustainable um, sustainability issues. Okay. That was really my background, sustainability, long time ago. Uh, early days of climate change. Yeah. Much bigger now than it was when we were trying to get it on the agenda back uh, a while ago. And uh, so I think environment, sustainability, yoga, wellness, the very current, wor- current word, is all part and parcel of the same thing. So it was a, it's an evolution, but not an unnatural evolution, I think. Okay. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. So do you bring any of your kind of sustainability learnings from the past into how you do and run yoga venue now? Um, not exactly. Uh, well, apart from trying to be as an environmental, you know, that's part of what we do, trying to be environmentally friendly as possible yeah. to, to the world in the way of business. Uh, you know, there's a certain irony because we heat a room up, it cools down, we heat a room up. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> confess, let's, let's have it all on the table. So there's a trickiness there. But there are things that we do to offset our 
energy use. But also, uh, not just in that, but also in what we try and, uh, part of yoga for me anyway, is teaching a slightly what broader thing than just physical movement. And you'll maybe will include subjects around environmentalism or sustainability or human rights or something in classes in a slightly subtle way. So we're not preachy, but there's something more than just moving. Yeah, it's more than just yoga and being there on the mat. Just, it's exactly. living a whole kind of yeah. a lifestyle. Yes, yes, without being preachy, because I don't like the preachy. I like listening to the message, but I don't want to be preached at. So I try and my best to share some of that. You want to take your own learnings from it yeah. in your own way. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that brings us back around hot yoga. Mm. I mean, when I went once, it, it was intense. It was, I've never sweated intense, so much in my entire but, life. But we <laughs> But what's wrong with a bit of intensity? What's wrong with a bit of sweat? What's wrong with a bit of, you know, anyway, you can work at your own level. And that's the thing. People need a few classes to work out in their sort of mind and body that you don't have to rock it out. And just because the heat's there, you don't have to doubly rock it out. It seems to be some sort of process yeah. in the brain. <laughs> I'm in a hot room. I've got to work hard. Actually, I always recommend lie down for a good while. You know, my best hot yoga class was when I lay down for 45 minutes of it. It was fantastic. Right. Exactly. Lying down in a hot room right now feels great, especially in the winter. Yeah. So that's what people have to work out. How do how does this work for me? Not am I working for the hot studio hot yoga? No. How does the yoga help you? And that's where I think people uh, takes a little time for during you know as you practice, it takes a little time for people to work out. Well, this is great, but there's this, this, and this. Yeah. But they it takes a little time for them to reflect and say, okay. This is how I need to work for this process to help me. And yoga is a, yoga is a sort of a, a process and a, and a, what is it? <laughs> what is yoga? It's, yeah, a process. <laughs> it's a big question. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a process that works on us to, I think, to help us be better human beings, as many other disciplines do as well. So, actually, is there anyone who inspired you to go on your yoga journey or any particular thing that inspired you to go on your yoga journey? Because, obviously making that change and discovering hot yoga. Something must have sparked that initially, right? Inspiration. Tricky word for me, but I started yoga in particular because of an injury. Okay. So I was always a mover, always did stuff, sort of long distance running, Aikido, you know, walking, mountains, all that. So that was part of what I did. And then I got injured. And that led me to... I couldn't move like I used to move. And the doctors and the many people I saw could find no sort of physical problem with, it was a, an ankle injury, they could find no physical problem with it. So it was a bit of a journey to find that. So I, there's a, there's a, I'm coming to the inspiration bit. It's good. <laughs> um, so it, yeah, it took me quite a while. And when I started yoga for a couple of reasons, one of them was because it was a physical thing while I didn't have to do like running yeah. and jumping up and down, etc., And that became more and more important. I saw the benefits of it. And then there were some teachers that were really inspiring. Okay. Um, There's a, a London teacher called Fausta Maria. At the time in London, when I was, when that's where I lived and worked, it was, it was not easy to find yoga. The wor world has changed in yes. the yoga context <laughs> big time. It was quite hard. And there were, you know, there were places, but not many. And so this teacher in particular, he was a huge inspiration. Okay. He was just a lovely human being teaching this stuff, which worked in terms of calming me down, de-stressing, working on sort of the systems of the body. And it was just what I needed at the time. 
So he was a big inspiration. And as are my other, my what I call my teachers, where I went to learn to teach, uh, Sharon Gannon and David Life of the Jivamukti lineage, they're big inspirations and still are. They they kind of walk the talk in my eyes. They, you know, they don't drive Rolls Royces. They're very self-contained, uh, very environmentally orientated, big animal lovers, as some people may know. So they that was a big inspiration too. And also um, people who are kind really inspire me. And I think one of our underlying ethos, although it's not typed on the wall or painted on the wall of the studio, is we have a be kind ethos. That's not always easy because people come no. in with complaints and you have to have an interaction and they don't always like the answer. doesn't mean that when we're, I don't know, some sort of business, money-making business thing. It's just they're the practicalities. But being kind is really important. So people who are kind really inspire me. I think that's I think that's fair to say for quite a lot of us, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Good fingers crossed. <laughs> yes, yeah. You'd hope so anyway. Yes. <laughs> and that's interesting there. You mentioned about you know being a business. And I think at the moment there's almost that word's almost tainted a little mm. bit. Mm. And I think that's a shame because, you know, businesses still can do good things and it's okay that people are making money. Hey, that, you know, yeah. makes the world go round to some extent. It does. Um but yeah, it's interesting that you say that in a kind of a, oh, we're a business. <laughs> I know, you know, you're, you're right. I almost have a shyness about it. But the fact is that we have a building and it's very expensive to yeah. run the building. The rates, ex rents, et cetera, in, we're in Oxford as well. <laughs> Let's yep. not go there, but it's a very expensive <laughs> place. Um, but we've had so many um, comments and emails and complaints about, you know, you charge this much or you yoga should be free. We've had several of them. I'm like... Yoga could be fun. I'm happy for yoga to be free, but who's going to pay for my building? If someone yeah. pays for the building, the space, and our teachers' wages, because teachers need to earn something to live, that would be fantastic. I'm totally up for that. I'll teach for free. But, but. So it's very tricky. So it's very <laughs> tricky. Yeah. I think as well, you know, when people get to know somewhere and know a business and actually get to know you and Caroline and the teachers, somehow that, that idea of price kind of fades away because they they buy into literally yeah. amateurically buy into the business and actually see what you're doing and see the journey you've been on and and that's what you hope really isn't it from someone sure. coming in that first time and actually chatting to you or chatting to Caroline and having that relationship with you which hopefully should last yes know, as long as possible <laughs> fingers <laughs> again fingers crossed. a lot of finger crossing isn't it but uh, you you put your best values forward you do the best you can and then actually it's up to you know do I say the gods? It's up to, you yes. know, it's up to that being personified. And some people come in and totally get it. There's a lovely first meeting and there, and I still, I still get comments. I remember the first time we met when oh. you came in, you, I was really nervous. You were so kind to us. We get that quite a lot. And some people, that reaction is not the same. We can't, we can't, you can't any please business, everyone. you can't please everyone. You can't please <laughs> no, you everyone. definitely can't please everyone. Yeah. So what does a typical day look like for you at the moment? Because obviously we've had lockdown and that's thrown up loads of changes. So what does, yeah, what does a typical day look like for you? And has lockdown kind of thrown anything up, positive and, and negative? But let's hopefully focus on the positive. Yeah, let's look at the positive. <laughs> uh, well, it's difficult to define a day. Yeah. Um, because it's kind of fly by night. It's, it's moment by moment. Most, most of the last year has been problem solving. And so most of our days are problem solving and some problems take a bit longer to solve and some are the, the, the immediate ones to solve. 
so there's uh, issues with building, you know, the mics don't work, people complain totally rightly that the sound quality is not good enough. You want to do a really good job. And we've had to learn a lot over this time. So every day is a learning, especially teaching when you're interacting on a screen. So there's a lot of learning for us as teachers, as well as for Caroline and I as trying to keep the place running. Well, hopefully that's going to change next week when people start to come back, which is very exciting. So we're being prepared. <laughs> so the last few weeks uh, in particular have been preparing for us uh, to, to receive people coming back into the studio. So that's a, a positive and a really exciting uh, moment. So the days are all about preparation. And then also, you know, just the business admin, which Caroline is amazing at. She essentially runs it. In fact, if, you know, she should be my inspiration, really, because she just does the work, really does. I kind of flounce in and teach and flounce back out again. I also do <laughs> maintenance, but she does the running of your going. So it's survived for 10 years for her, because of her, really. And pre preparing for teaching, you know, to teach classes, we prepare stuff. You know, we want to be uh, ready, so each class takes some preparation, and that's a, a really fun part of the work, yeah. preparing for class and then delivering. So learning all the lessons we've learnt over this year, trying to keep that going over the air. And then next, next week we start hybrid, so we start online and live at the same time. So just a remembering of what we did last time we were unlocked when we did that, so we just got to get our skills speeded up again for that. Um, so yeah, so you're helping people on the screen and you're helping people in the room and it's like, okay, hi everyone, here's my audience, this sort of 90 degrees of Wow, that's loveliness. quite full on. It's actually, pretty full yeah. on. It's pretty full on, yeah. Um, it was a steep learning curve. But also, you know, in one sense, if you, if you look to your left and your students at home are on the screen, and you look to your, you know, not quite to the right, because it's not 180 degrees, more, you know, 90 degrees-ish. I'm looking at two people. It's kind of like, this is my class. And we can talk to the people in the room to help them and talk to the people at home, as long as their pictures are not postage stamp size on the screen, and I can see them, and we have a big screen to deal with that. So it, it works okay. Yeah, I quite enjoy teaching it. Good. Oh, good to hear. <laughs> That's what you want. No, <laughs> So you've talked about, obviously, the business being based in Oxfordshire. Mm. And what uh, what would you say are the best things about running a business in Oxfordshire? It's a bit of, a, a bit of an odd place mm. sometimes. But obviously, there's, it's got its pluses and negatives. But what, for you, are the kind of good things about running a business in Oxfordshire? Oxford's changed a lot in the last... I've lived here 15 years now, and we've had Yoga Venue running for 10. It's changed a lot, mm. I think, to the positive... The um, it's vibrant. It has a vibrancy about it. It's both a very local city and an international city, and we like both those aspects. You know, we know people who've lived here for ninety years and were born in that house where they're still living, wow. which is fantastic. Yeah, it's really great. And obviously, there's a lot of my you know migration to Oxford, a lot of visitors to Oxford, and it's very international. So we like both the local and the international aspects. That's yeah, the most enjoyable part, seeing the variety. That's good. And also for us over the last 10 years is getting to know a community of people. Getting to, we, were, we didn't set Yoga Venue up to start some, you know, fantasy idea of a community, but that's what's created and it's almost created itself because we try to keep to the vision of going to try and do the best yoga experience we can. People come and re-come and you get to know them. And having that has been, you know, that's why we've stayed in Oxford 
for both those reasons. Absolutely. Growing an organic community mm. is much better than kind of forcing it down people's throats and be like, join us, join us. When actually, you know, if you grow it naturally, yeah. then it really, like, well, hopefully like independent Oxford too, it's really formed into yeah. a strong community that does yes, support each other. Yes, and yes. I imagine that's what you've, you've well, I know that that's well, what you've fostered found, at Yoga Venue. That's yeah. right, which is wonder. It's a wonderful sort of byproduct of doing what we love. It's been fantastic from that point of view. Is there one thing you wish you'd known before you'd started out running oh, Yoga yes. Venue? Okay, Ooh, oh, well, yes. what is it? <laughs> sure, I wish I'd known how much maintenance there was on an old building that you rent. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I joke that I'm going to put on my maintenance man T-shirt, you know, nearly every day. There's so much to do. Uh, so it's a juggle trying to find, you know, keep the studio itself running, administration, Caroline, other stuff, me, and doing the teaching. So, you know, but that's what we do. That's the, that's the You know, we all have juggles in life, but there's a lot of it. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of maintenance for a building. Yeah. My other half, he um, has worked in facilities management for grade two listed buildings. And so he knows okay. Even <laughs> how more. much is involved. Gosh. So, yes. yeah, you guys doing it on your own yeah, and you, learning it as you go along yeah. as well. It's, it's challenging. You try, you try and bring in staff, but maintenance is tricky. It's either all or nothing. It's very hard to find people to do a few hours a, a day or whatever yeah. a week. So it's a very difficult one. And it's easier to do it yourself. Yes, and random things just spring up every now and again. Straight like, oh, that's short circuited. Oh, why has that happened? <laughs> so, are there any things? Obviously, lockdown's been a bit intense for you, and it's going to be more challenging, you know, as things open up. Actually, is, I think for many small businesses, as we open up, they will they'll have their own challenges. There's yeah. not some nirvana at the end of June the 21st or May the 17th. No. And I think everyone's kind of waking up as well, aren't they, in a, in a weird way, even though they've been doing things during lockdown. But is there one thing that you personally really want to do when lockdown lifts that's not yoga related? Or it could be yoga related. You just love yoga that much. <laughs> we do love yoga that much. I want to go and eat in a restaurant. Okay. Any particular restaurant? Well, I do, yes. No, I confess. Um, I, we, um, Wharton Kitchen Gardens. We really love Wharton Kitchen Gardens because, you know, if the weather's good, you're outside. If the weather's not so good, you can go inside. So eating in the glass house at Wharton is is a special yeah. time. So not being restricted on when and and who you can go with would be a wonderful thing. Yeah, I think it's going to be so nice to. Well, now we can officially hug people as of next Monday. But which cautiously, is great. yes, I'm cautiously. curious <laughs> about what a cautious hug looks like. Yeah, yes. Is it with about... masks or do we look away as we lean in? And uh... <laughs> it's, yeah, it's going to be a bit odd, isn't it? It is. <laughs> And do it at your own choosing. You don't have to hug some people, but you can hug others. Who knows? <laughs> um, so that makes me think that maybe Wharton is possibly one of your favourite independents in yes. Oxfordshire. Yeah. Do you have any any others? Yes. Um, we really like Happy Cakes. Do you yeah, know Happy Judy's Cakes? Bam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So a little uh, a surprise find, and now we're full, fully, you know, fully in there. So that was wonderful to find that. Uh, and, you know, the various coffee shops that have kept me sane over the last year. So uh, some coffee shops closed for a bit. Some coffee shops have been open. So um, uh, Brewer Mostro really kept me going over the last year. So thanks to them. That's good. Yeah. I think everyone's needed their dose of caffeine, haven't they, over lockdown? Absolutely. Okay. So um, as we wrap things up, how can people best kind of get involved with Yoga Venue? 
have a look at the have a look at the socials, have a look at the website, yogavenue.co.uk. We're on Instagram, Facebook. Come for a come and say hello, knock on the door. At the moment we're surrounded by a building site. Literally, we have a small roadway that goes, so it looks a little intimidating, but there's signage up and there's some more going up to show us that we're still open. They're redeveloping the Tesco's yep. site on Candy Road. So yes, yeah, so they're making a block flat. So it's pretty intense. But we're a little oasis of calm. Yes, you and are. You are. The, and the, uh, some of the building managers that have come in and go, oh, it's very quiet and pleasant in here, isn't it? They say, very surprised because it's chaos outside. So don't be put off by that. Come and visit us and come and say hello. So, yeah, we're quite open to say hi. And it'll be really nice to see people. And you're open for beginners, people who are really well practiced, everything. For beginners and experienced, unless otherwise stated. And of course, we're still still staying online. So we have Yoga Venue TV. Yeah, and we have classes just online, and now um, hybrid classes as well. So you can book to come into the studio and still do stuff at home. And some people have really enjoyed the home experience, not traveling and fighting Oxford traffic and that type of thing. So they've really done that. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's where we are. Brilliant. Thank you ever so much, Alessandro, for joining us today. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's really enjoyable. Cool. Thank you. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to the Independent Oxford podcast, sponsored by Story94. You can find out more about our community at independentoxford.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and subscribe to help more people hear our indie stories. Bye for now. <laughs>